Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning. This is Father Ricky Kunz along with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota on Real Presence Live this morning. Good morning, Father Ryan. Good morning, Father Rich. How are you today? Good to have you. You just got through the door here just to get on air just on time. Yep. I sat down about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> we, had a, we had a school mass, a special school mass this morning, so I hurried over here after it. And so it's good to be here. Good to have you. How about uh, you start us off with a little prayer? Let's start. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we glorify you this day. We pray for uh, our show. We pray for all of our listeners and for our guests today. Lord, in a very special way today, we pray for um, students who are going back to school. We pray for their parents, that you would bless them in, a, in an abundance. Um, we pray for our teachers and our administrators um, on this day where most are going back to school. Lord, we, we just offer this school year to you and each one of our hearts. Pray for your graces and blessings to be upon us and we surrender it all to you. Mother Mary, we just ask that you intercede for us. We pray all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Father, Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. It's it, Yeah, the beginning of the school year. Uh, yeah, it's a, a big day. It's a big day here where we are and a big day all over in different dioceses. Oh, yeah. I mean, the people that are most happy, of course, are the parents. And I know, Usually, I, I, right? know, I know parents that are out celebrating at this precise moment. In <laughs> fact, they just sent me a text and asked me to give them a shout-out. So just really quick to Cindy and Nikki. Uh, enjoy your freedom for the next nine months because it will go away in nine months. And so thank you for uh, all the listeners that are listening, and especially those parents that just dropped off their kids. So, Father Ryan, I haven't seen you for a while. I know. It's been kind of a crazy end of the summer. It has been. Yeah. You've been out gallivanting around, though, haven't you? No, I really haven't. Oh, really? I've just been like, I've been working, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, I'm going to start gallivanting tonight and for the next 10 days. Really? So. You're yeah. hunting, aren't you? Yeah, going on a hunting trip. So it's Hunt. kind of... Yep, I've been really blessed to be able to go with a group of guys, go hunting up north um, on a really special hunt. So, I'm, yeah, I'm excited for it. Well, good. What, be- ki- what kind of animal are you hunting for? Moose. Moose? Up in Alaska. Are those the ones that are, oh, oh I was thinking of geese or goose. You know what my favorite part of going on the hunt is, though? I, well, uh, off, I won't say it on the air what I would think it would be, but go ahead. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. It, Having a few beers at the end of the night? There well, that, the, that's always enjoyable, but okay. it's getting out of cell phone coverage. Oh, yeah, I suppose. We get on to our last flight to where we go. and Yeah, so if somebody's dying back at the parish, you don't have to worry about it. Well, no, and yeah, like my cell phone, just there's no cell phone coverage there. But as a, as a good pastor, wouldn't your, wouldn't your heart be there for your people? And it is, there? it is, it is, but we also have backups that are able to be there for people. Other priests. Yep. Oh, okay. And then we've got, um, we've got a great staff. You know, right, so but they I mean, can't anoint people. Well, they can't, but there's lots of priests in the city that can. So there we've got is. backup for that. There is. And then uh, you didn't call me for that backup. Th- definitely not. I wouldn't put my people in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that they would be very. I've got well good off. deacons. I've got good deacons that that pastorally care for mm. people. And uh, you have to say that because one of your deacons is sitting right. Well, here. yeah, but uh, that's what he is. He's a good deacon. So you know, I. I um I have those backups. We do have a satellite phone, so you know, you know the you guys know, touch base with home every once in a while. And if you know I don't messages wanna, need to get to me, they, they okay. Can, I don't want to interrupt you, but we're a little bit behind schedule. And Eli is supposed to be talking about the show. Well, what, for let's, a preview. let's do this. 
Eli, are you there? I am here, Father. Were, I think you, were you wondering when we were going to get you on the air? Well, no, I was. I was sitting here. I was. I was enjoying. I was enjoying. You know, it's it's good to, you know, to be back with you guys. And it, it's it's yeah, obvious missed, that nothing's changed between we, you two. We missed you, and I I kind of enjoy cutting off Father Ryan. So uh, <laughs> so you uh, Eli, why don't you tell us what's going well, on? Well, well, thank you. Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. It's an event that brings a Catholic priest and a Lutheran pastor together to discuss faith-based topics from different points of view. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? We'll hear the story behind this unique gathering as we visit with the Diocese of Duluth's Deacon John Foucault. And he's been a priest for over 10 years and a musician for over 30. With the encouragement of his bishop, Father Kevin McGoldrick has been using his music to engage the culture with the gospel message. We'll hear more about his story as we talk about his upcoming visit for Built Upon a Rock Fest there in Duluth. And there's a feast day celebrated in the month of September that stands out for Bishop Paul Serba of the Diocese of Duluth. You might know him as Padre Pio. Find out why this, why this saint is special in the eyes of the bishop as we visit with him later in the show. All that and a whole lot more coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Eli, you haven't changed either. Oh, thank all, you. All those, all those, you know, misstepped on the words and getting words all messed up. It's the same as it was before. Oh, well, thanks. You know, I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start saving clips of your shows and you know, start playing them at you. So <laughs> you, you, you better I, I've watch been, out. I've been saying that for a long time. I think you need to do that more, Eli. You know, he he. When somebody else slips up, he's on it. But I, I, we, we're not. We're too charitable to him. I think. I, I think so. I think well, so. that's good. We're taking the higher got, road. He's brother. got a birthday coming up. Uh, we're taking boy, the higher road. Oh, you know, we give the birthday and show. It, and soon. it's a and it's a big birthday. I have. Are to you going to be fifty? I'm going to be fifty wow. next month. Next month, I'll be fifty. I'll feel old. Do you get to be an AARP member yet? Like when you're fifty? Or? Anyhow, going along with the show. <laughs> so we we actually do have. Uh, all right. See you later, Eli. Bye, Father. So, uh, so bye, Eli. Uh, we'd like to. We do have a guest here in studio, and as Deacon John Foucault. Deacon John. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's a lot of fun to watch you guys interact like this. Is it? It is. It is very enjoyable for me because all the shots are between you so far, not me. Well, yeah. Well, oh, I'm sure there'll be some to come. <laughs> yeah, you're on I'm the sure. air now. Deacon John's one of my new deacons, so we're know, yes. how, how's we just started going? working together. How's that going for you? So far, very well. So I wasn't yeah, asking. So was, well, yeah. Deacon John, I was not asking you. Well, I, I want to step in. Ryan. You know. No, it has. It's gone really well. We're uh, we're just easing into it, you know. And summertime yeah. is, you know, summertime schedules are summertime schedules. So when we get into the fall here, we'll get into a more routine. So that's I'm looking forward to that. Yep, we'll see a lot more of it's when been he's great. back from vacation. <laughs> well, when is that going to be? So, so um, uh, I know Deacon John from a long, long time ago. He was actually, I think, you were my chair of my finance council for a little bit. I was, when I was yes. at St. Benedict's yes. many, many moons ago. But uh, we are not here to talk about your work with Father Ryan, as as exciting as that might be. What event are we talking about, Deacon John? We are talking about Theology Uncapped, which I'm happy to talk about once again, as we've talked about on the show before, which you are one of our great discussionist panelists that we have on with Pastor Peter Coates, which is an event that brings 250 people together three times a year to talk about theology between the Lutherans and the Catholics. Yeah, and uh, it's been very exciting to be part of that. I'm, I'm very um, blessed to to be the priest that represents the the Catholic Church in these discussions, and and what kind of a response have you gotten? Well, obviously, it sounds like it's been a very, well, I know it's been a very good response. Talk a little bit about how people have responded to these events. Oh, just it's overwhelmingly uh, well-received from the Catholics and the Lutheran perspective. Our registrations, when we send out our emails or we're on the air like this, they jump quite quickly. We're already at 200 registered guests for this event, which is on September 26th. We only have room for about 60 more. We typically sell out within a week of the event each and every time, and this is our third full year of doing this. 
So there's different uh, faith-based topics that are discussed always. And, you know, it's great to uh, I've had the opportunity to be on air with Father Rich and Pastor Coetz. But you've never gone to it, Father Ryan? I haven't gone to it. He's registered. But, but I've he been, registered? He has. I did that one time. Yes. Didn't show up. Last time on the show. And uh, so quit quit distracting, Father Rich. Like, I'm <laughs> So, but it is, it's fun to listen to them have a good conversation. And they have a really healthy conversation about the differing theological views on different topics, and they've got a good friendship. So it's it's a really good, healthy rapport to be able to talk through some of, th- some of these things. So can you tell us about that? What are some of the topics that have been discussed in the past, maybe what we can look forward to in the future at these? Yes, what we've done over the years is we've asked the audience to submit topics that they would like to hear about. First one. Yep, we've talked about the Virgin Mary. Our last one, when uh, women in ministry, was very well received, very popular as well. And this one is one that folks have asked for for about a year and a half. It's the good discussion, theological perspectives from both denominations, and an opportunity for Catholics to learn more about our faith, but also for Lutherans to learn more about their faith as well. The um, uh, uh, the topic that you know, I mean, there has been a conversation about trying to get. Um that Eucharist as a topic, and and we we've tried to hes- we've hesitated in having the Eucharist. Yes, uh, I shouldn't say we. I think Pastor Coates was kind of a little bit more on the on the side of let's um let's not do that one yet. And I think that part of that is that that we can really get in a theological rabbit hole. Yeah, and what I mean I don't mean that in a negative way, but but the theology of Eucharist is so in depth that uh, um and what I I always say and and this I say this, I've said this all my entire priesthood the biggest difference between us and non Catholics, us and Protestants, is the Eucharist. It is. Yes. The theological differences is huge. And people think, well, it's the Pope or Mary or Purgatory. It's not. It's the Eucharist. Right. And so this will be a very interesting conversation to have with him in regards to what we believe in the Eucharist and the, the differences, because there are big theological differences. And here. I believe that's probably why we're almost sold out already, which is, you know, four weeks away from the event already. Yeah. I think one of the things about this, um, too, is, you know, people often would think, well, a conversation or a discussion like this would be divisive and maybe cause divisions within a community. But really, it seems to be bringing some greater unity, unity between Catholics and Protestants. And right? that was the whole goal. When we talked with Father or with Bishop Serba about bringing this model to Duluth, he did request that we build unity and not divisiveness amongst the denominations and the people of the diocese. And I believe this has really done that. And we've done it through the social time beforehand, which people arrive a good hour to an hour and a half before we start just to gather in their uh, Lutherans and Catholics coming together. And then we share a meal. And that's a very important thing for us to do as a community that builds unity because we have friends who are of different denominations doing a religious event together which is really exciting and they ask when we leave when's the next one what's the topic going to be mm-hmm. yeah uh, and you know pastor Coates has been very gracious in regards to that unity because he's always wrong and i'm always right and so it's like <laughs> he's he's still very gracious well yeah, if he's listening right no now, he'd, pro- card. he'd probably call in right now and yeah. probably take issue yeah, with that. yeah i mean i think we're all gracious towards you because we have mercy and pity upon you so we, <laughs> we just kind of feel like our, as being good people we just like oh let's yeah, let's, let's make him feel good let's yeah, make him feel pat him on the back good. well yeah. the, the good thing, job father Rich. and father ryan you did allude to this a little bit it's like you know the uh, the relationship that that i have uh grown with pastor Coates has been a true close friendship and so uh, we do my style of any type of friendship is bantering, and so yeah. that certainly continues with Pastor Cole. Father's Father's love language is banter. I don't use the terminology love language. I do. Ryan. Most of us do. So well, I'm I... glad that you do. <laughs> One thing that we're really excited about this event that we've asked Pastor Peter and Father Rich to do 
is to provide us with follow-up reference material. We're going to have postcards on the tables for our guests, those registered to come and attend, to take with them to follow up on the topics afterwards so they can go to a website or a specific book, whatever you guys want to list, to help them understand more about what they heard. Thank you, to listening. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunz along with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth at the St. James School, uh, rather St. James uh, Parish, Stella Maris campus of our school. And we are talking to Deacon John Foucault about the, uh, about the uh, upcoming program of Theology Uncapped and about the uh, discussion between myself and Pastor Peter Coates. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit, uh, Deacon John, as to what does come next? What's sure. The- so next, obviously, is the Eucharist that we're having. And then in January, we're going to be talking about the Bible. And then our last one for the season will be in April, and that's going to be an open forum. Uh, folks have asked to just be able to ask any random question that they want. So we're going to do that, and that will conclude this season of Theology Uncapped because we always do September, January, and then April. We're very excited. You can go out to theologyuncapped.org, and you can register online. If you do not have Internet access, you can call me direct, and I will get you registered. And My number is 218-393-0631 or theologyuncapped.org. Um, you know, you're going to talk about Eucharist, and we have we have definitely theological differences on what the Eucharist is and what that means. And um, But there is this unity, you know, coming back to the unity thing, too, of um, being different in faith, if you will, but still bonded in one baptism. You know, how, how has that developed and, and grown in the, these conversations of this recognition? Well, we share in the same baptism of, of Jesus Christ and the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, what does that mean for the community of Uncapped and those that attend and have attended? Well, I have found that individuals um, are bonding together more in a common faith yet we still have these differences more than they have in the past. And they share that experience with us. I ask a lot of people as they're leaving, what would you think, and so forth. We actually have one of our guests who's come repeatedly who has invited individuals from South Dakota, and they're coming here to visit for this event. Really? Yes. Isn't that fantastic? That is great. She has nine individuals coming from outside the Duluth area. Absolutely fantastic. And they're not Catholic. Some of them are Lutherans. So it's building that unity and wanting to sit down and talk about it together where – we have friendships before of other faith, but you don't talk about faith. This is something that's allowed them to talk about faith, not just at the event, but outside of the event. It would seem to me, too, like the more we know about each other, the better we can actually end up relating, which is always the case. Like, well, let's talk about these things so that we have a clear understanding of who we are. And sometimes we we kind of are scared because we just don't know. Right. We don't know about the other. We don't know about the Catholic. We don't know about the Lutheran. And to be able to come to an understanding of, okay, what is it exactly that you believe and why? Okay, now I can process that in a better way, probably, or, or and have a conversation hear, about it in a better way. We hear repeatedly from both Catholics and Lutherans how they learned something at that event about their mm-hmm. faith, their own faith, and they learned about the other faith as well. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's been the case for me. You know, uh, Pastor Coates and I, as I've already mentioned, become good friends, and I've learned so much about the Lutheran faith through just that, that relationship. And, and I always joke with him that after these classes, I always get more people in RCIA. <laughs> but, of course, that's not the case. But uh, uh, so, it, you know, I mean, it, it has been an incredibly uh, uh, enriching experience for me personally in regards to the, to the um, uh, uh, learning about, you know, the Lutheran faith. One of the, uh, one of the things that we've been trying to do with Theology on Catholic and John, maybe you can address a little bit, is to try and get a little bit more of an uh, equal numbers yes. of Catholic versus Lutheran. Uh, yeah. 
Lutherans and the rest of the Catholics. Um, so we are going to be at Grace Lutheran Church for the next three events of Theology Uncapped, which we hope will drive more Lutherans to that common location. Um, it's not bouncing back and forth between a Catholic church and a Lutheran church, so hopefully it'll drive more as well. We are having a harder time reaching the Catholic or the Lutheran denominations just because they don't have a newsletter that goes to all right. of the Lutherans. So we're trying to work with various pastors to get the word out within their congregations and help disseminate that information and invite them. The personal invitation is really, really big. That's news to me. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't know that we were sticking with the. Uh... With the one venue. Yeah, we're at Grace Lutheran for the next three. Yeah. Okay, all right. Is there anything else, Deacon John, that you'd like to add before we... Uh, uh, just like by? to encourage folks to go out and uh, register online at theologyuncapped.org or to give me a call at 218-393-0631. The event is September 26th. The doors open at 6. We know some will arrive at 5. We welcome you then as well. Grace Lutheran Church up on Miller Trunk Highway on September Is there a cost 26th. to the event? Yes, it's $20, and it includes uh, beverage. Uh, we have adult beverages as well as uh, coffee and water and pop and a meal catered from Famous Dave. So I'd like to do a shout-out to them because they always do a really nice job for us as well. And, again, thanks to uh, Father Rich and Pastor Peter. Great. Thank you very much, Deacon John. It's a very entertaining evening. If you have not signed up, if you've never done it, I'd certainly encourage it. All right, well, thank you very much, Deacon John. Thank, thank you. you. For I was going to be with you, Deacon. Yep. After the uh, break, we will be having Prayerfully Yours, and then a little bit later on in the show, we will have Straight Talk, and so that will be right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive is coming September 18th, 19th, and 20th. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for an amazing lineup of hosts and guests that will inspire, motivate, and move you to evangelize the Catholic faith. Our goal is to raise $600,000, and we know we can do it with your faithful support. Mark your calendar and call in to Real Presence Radio, 877-795-0122. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Built Upon a Rock Fest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rock Fest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rock Fest on September 14th. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning. This is Father Richard Kuntz along with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota on Real Presence Live. This is an important part of our show where we have our Real Presence Live community and uh, people that want to submit prayers and intentions that we can pray for them on the air. So at this time, I'd ask Father Ryan to open prayers for the people that have asked for them. 
And almost every day we receive prayer requests asking for prayers for those closest to us. We hold these needs close in prayer at RPR. We're going to share a few of these prayer requests now, and we invite all of you who are listening to join in a prayer specifically for the intentions. Here are our intentions for today. For all Wendy's children to come back to the Catholic faith. For Joe, who is fighting cancer, that God may be with her every step of the way. Alan and Danica, as they are preparing for the sacrament of marriage in October. And for our brother-in-law, Bob, who's fighting an aggressive form of lymphoma cancer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we place before your love all of our intentions this day, knowing that you love us in your mercy and in your goodness. We ask for every good grace that we might walk in your ways, Lord. Lord, we pray for Wendy and for her children. We ask that you would give them the grace to, to journey back back home to to the church that they might journey back to you in the Eucharist Lord Jesus Lord we pray a blessing upon them and we ask that you pour forth grace upon them this day Lord bring healing where healing is needed and Lord bring faith, hope and love Lord we pray for Jo who is fighting cancer and Lord we just ask that you would be close to her in this time of suffering in this time of sickness or just ask that you bring your peace where there's worry, bring your strength where there's struggle or weakness, but give her a deep trust in you. We pray that your healing hand would be upon her and that you would be close to her every step of the way. Lord, we know that you lift up marriage as a great gift and we just pray for Alan and Danica and ask for your blessing as they prepare for marriage and for all those who prepare for marriage and are living marriage. Lord, we just ask that you be with them in the midst of the joys, in the midst of the struggles. We pray for healing where healing's needed. We pray for your grace to, to bring people forward in abundance and goodness of life. Lord, bless Alan and Danica. Lord, for Bob, who's fighting lymphoma cancer, Lord, we, we offer him to you and we, we place him in your healing and loving heart. We just ask for your blessings to be upon him and that you would be close to him as he fights this cancer. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who suffered and died for us and rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Father Ryan. If if you have a specific intention you would like prayed for, please visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, and submit it under prayer requests at the top of the page. You can also submit an intention on our app. Simply click on prayer requests on the main screen. The Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive is coming September 18th, 19th, and 20th. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for an amazing lineup of hosts and guests that will inspire, motivate, and move you to evangelize the Catholic faith. Our goal is to raise $600,000, and we know we can do it with your faithful support. Mark your calendar and call in to Real Presence Radio, 877-795-0122. At the University of Mary, affordable access to Catholic higher education is vitally important. Thanks to generous donors who believe in the value of Catholic education, eligible graduates of Catholic high schools receive free room and board. And students who choose our groundbreaking year-round campus option can earn a bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four, saving money while getting a head start on their careers. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com.
This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kuntz, along with Father Ryan Moravitz, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth at my parish, St. James. We're in the gathering space. Welcome to my parish, Father Ryan. It's always good to be at your parish, Father Rich. You're not here very often, Father Ryan. Uh, intentionally, sometimes. Really? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we want good pastoral leadership around here, so hence you're maybe you're, you don't get invited. Well, that's the way it is, I guess. <laughs> wow, that was a good comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to my parishes? Yes. When the last priest was there. <laughs> you know I've been to your parish. Come on. So, um, you know, we're, we've been talking about the first day of school, certainly the first day of school in our Catholic school here, and then in the um, uh, school district of Duluth today, and so a lot of excitement. But we also have the beginning of the school year for other people that are going into school, and this is something that you have a particular connection with, Father Ryan. Why don't we talk a little bit about, about yeah, you know, that? We think about our seminarians this time of year, you know, so they get started in a new school year. And for some of them, you know, those first-year guys, this is a, a big time for them because it's a huge transition. Scar- a scary time. And a scary one because you kind of take the step into – it's not completely unknown, but it's it's – Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big step into a, a life of formation, and a, that's a that's a game-changer in, in our lives. And so, you know, you think of the guys right now. They're kind of in their first or second week of uh, this year. And so, you know, be praying for those guys because they enter in and they've got a lot to learn and a lot of ways to grow. And there's there's good challenges in seminary, you know. Yeah. Um, and being formed um, takes a lot. And so be praying for our guys. And the guys, you know, they, they enter in and they've got four pillars of formation that they focus on throughout the year. And so... They're focused on their spiritual life, on their intellectual life, on their life, uh, their pastoral life, a life of service, um, and then just their human formation too, of being formed to be a good human being and to, to be able to grow and live in a healthy way. So, it's a great opportunity for people to be praying, especially as guys start a new year. Some guys are going to new seminaries; they're moving on to theology school, or they're entering their their first days, or they're going back for the first time. Lots of different situations, and it's a long haul for them too. It's it's six to eight years of seminary, oh, yeah. and that can you know you enter a new year and it's like okay another year, <laughs> depending right. on what phase you're at. Other guys are towards the end. You know we're going to be ordaining one of our men in Rome, a permanent deacon, and then that's uh, right in October priest next summer. So it's mm-hmm. he's at an exciting point where he's entering the end of his formation right. and ordination is coming, and so lots of different dynamics going on in seminarians' hearts and minds and in their prayers. So be praying for them. I remember when I first entered the seminary, IHM seminary in Winona, you and I both went there. Of course, I went there a number of years before you. When we got the the breviary, little uh, Christian prayer book, I did not put my name in there for about six months because I thought, this is not going to happen. This is not going to continue. I'm sure I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to leave this thing. And then I finally re- I remember signing it when I thought, well, I'm going to stick to it. You know? I remember going my first day, and it was the first week, and we had a, a conference you know, in the evening, and we went through the handbook. And oh. I, was, I was not ready. I was totally, like, ill-informed, uneducated. I'm like, I'd never been able to visit a seminary. Right. Oh, really? I you, really you didn't. went in cold. No, huh? I went in cold. And so, like, we went through the handbook, and I was like, oh, my goodness. You're really? not going to make it. You're not going to make <laughs> I, it. I, okay. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? And, you know, I mean, I went into the seminary at a totally different generation. I mean, it was the seminaries that we have now are so much better and so much more well-equipped in regards to prepping these guys for priesthood much, much more than when I went through. I went through, you know, I started in the 80s, and there was still a real tumultuous time after the council that 
just the, the church was really in a wayward spiral in a lot of ways in the 70s and 80s. And, and so that's what I entered into. So it was kind of crazy. Yeah, and I entered into a time where I think it was really on the on the op in terms of the formation and and the resources that they were given to guys and how they were they were forming us and we got to see a lot of the transition and the change mm-hmm. um, to what I believe is a is a better formation program now. So we kind of lived through those. What year those did you enter too. IHM? I entered IHM at, in '98. Um, okay. I left middle of '99 and then went back in 2002. Yeah. Right, because you quit for a while. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, so you entered the year I was ordained. So I was ordained in 1998. What an interesting connection. Yeah. So I kind of made the way for you. I wouldn't put it that way. (laughs) I I really wouldn't put it that way at all. I I would. I think that I helped shape that seminary for you. (laughs) It's a good thing. You know, this is one of those moments where it's like, I don't know what to say. Like, it's one of those pause moments. Like, uh, if we were online, if people could watch your face right now and your facial expressions after I said that, but it was all in fun, of course. (laughs) So yeah, we're, um, uh, it's, it's, you know, we pray blessings and prayers for all students and all teachers in a particular way here at, um, uh, St. James campus of Stella Mars Academy, which is our school in Duluth. Want to pray for all those kids and all that staff and all those teachers in regards to making sure that this is a great school. And a blessing on parents. You know, uh, some of you might be sitting at home, you know, quiet, lonely, having a cup of coffee. Yeah. We just pray that you're okay. I don't. I. I, I think. I think they're going to be plenty okay. I think Most will, but it's I, not. It's not always easy. There's. The, no. There's a struggle with that too. The, you know? the the parents I know are like on cloud nine right now. <laughs> they are super happy, and some of them might be doing things that they wouldn't be doing if it was during the summertime right now. And so, so uh, blessings on the parents as well. Well, you there know what it that, is. You know what that sound means. Open up the phone lines. Yep, we're going to be doing straight talk, t- taking phone calls. Call 877-795-0122. Any question that you might have about anything in regards to our faith, anything pastoral, uh, this is the time to call. You can also go on our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, at 877-795-0122. We, we actually have a... We, it's, a kind of a, it's kind of a stump the priest type of thing, but you can probably stump Father Ryan, but he's always got his smartphone with him, so he's really quick at answering... Uh, questions that way i, I know how to do my research just, that's the key sometimes well, part some, of it some, is just some guys research, don't have to do know? research father ryan yeah they just make up an answer i've seen you do that plenty of times oh geez like when oh <laughs> don't get Anyhow. me started cannonball man so, okay okay that's a different topic that's that was that was in italy a long time ago. yeah but you you totally 877-795-0122 we actually have a couple of students here from stella Mars academy that uh we can uh, i see evelyn evelyn you want to come up here and uh and we're going to have you talk nice and loud into this mic because we have not tested it very well. Oh, i got to turn it on. So, Evelyn, oh, okay, Evelyn, why don't you go right up to that mic. Now, Evelyn, what, what grade are you in? Third grade. Third grade. Now, Evelyn, are you are you excited that the new school year started? Yes. Were you bored during the summertime? Yes. Are you excited for all the homework you're going to have? Kind of. Really? You're kind of weird, Evelyn. No, you're no way. Kind of, that's you're, great, Evelyn, that you want to learn. Yeah, that's no, good. it is. Okay, so, Evelyn, you got a really well-thought-out question here. Why don't, you, why don't you say it nice and loud into that microphone? Why is there so many religions? Hmm, that's a well-thought-out I can tell you were thinking heavily during the what, summer months. Can I ask what you think? Yes. What do you think? Yeah, Evelyn, um, why do you think do there are so ideas? many religions? Because it's a good question, right? Well, 
Well, I think that there's so many religions because, like, people, they believe in dif- different faiths and, um, and they believe in different things. So I think that's why there's so many religions. Yep. I think you're pretty spot on there. Yeah. So, Ellen, why'd you even ask the question? You already knew the answer. She wanted our answer, though, because we probably uh, can expound on it. I didn't too. know that if I was right or wrong. Oh. So I just wanted. Well, F- Father Ryan can answer it right now a little bit more in depth. So I think that you're right. You know, the reality is, is that. You know, people live all over the world in all different kinds of places, right? And they've experienced through history and through time and even currently different things and have learned different things and encountered different things. And so, you know, for us, we've encountered Jesus Christ, right? So that Jesus came into history, <laughs> right? And then that word spread. And he did things, right? And he rose from the dead. And that causes many, many people to believe that Jesus is God, right? There's people in the world, even still today, though, right, that have never heard about Jesus. So they don't know about Jesus, right? So, but they, through their experience, have come to believe that there is a God because they look at, like, the beauty of creation, right? They look at the order of creation. They look at what they feel inside, <laughs> right? And something tells them there is a God. And so there's, there's experience that they have had to, to lead them to believe that there's something more than, than just what we see, in the world and that's throughout human history all over and so that's differed depending on what's been revealed given to them um, to believe in so we've heard about jesus so we walk in jesus's ways and we're catholic right (laughs) and others have heard about other things and you know um so it's a it's a journey and a search for well what who is god and what is the truth and what is what is really out there? What what created us? And there's commonalities in the religions in terms of how we believe and what we believe. And there's differences in, in our understanding of it. So I think that's the thing is we've there's lots of different experiences and, and things that people have heard about and haven't heard about. And so Father Ryan, that was a very long answer to a really good question from Evelyn. And I'll, uh, and I'll also say this is that Father Ryan was not even reading off of his smartphone to answer that one. So that was pretty good. Evelyn, that was a great question. Thank you very much for being on the air. Thank you. Thanks, All right. Evelyn. Now we do have another. Have a good day. We have another and a good school year. We have another uh, third grader from Stella Mars Academy. Now this is Porter, but every time I see Porter, I always say, "Hey Porter," because of Johnny Cash's song called "Hey Porter." You like that song, don't you, Porter? No. What, Porter? That's a wrong answer. Johnny Cash is the best. So now, Porter, are you excited for the new school year? Yes. What What's What are you most excited about? Say it nice and loud. Seeing all my friends. Really? Are you excited about the homework, too, like Evelyn was? No. Really? Okay, Porter. Well, I mean, at least you got the friends part. So, yeah. Okay, so here's your, what, why don't you ask your question nice and loud in the microphone. Why do we kiss the Pope's ring? Why do we kiss the Pope? I think that's a good Father Rich question. All right. So good question, Porter. You can stay right there for a second. So uh, we kissing the, the Pope's ring, the ring has always been a sign of the office of the Pope. So it's like when we say his office, not like the room that he works in, but the position that he holds. So he's like the leader of the church, and so that's really, really important, and that's what we call his office. And so the ring represents the position he holds in the church, and so people have traditionally not just kissed the Pope's ring, but even Bishop's rings, uh, to show a sign of reverence, that they respect his position. So it's nothing special about the ring itself that people kiss it. They're showing reverence and honor to the position that the Pope holds or what the Bishop holds. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So that was a nice, short, concise answer, right, compared to Father Ryan's long answer to Evelyn's question? Yeah. Okay. Well, Porter, 
you're a good kid, even though you don't like Johnny Cash's song. So uh, have a good uh, school year and a good school day, okay, Porter? Yeah. All right, thanks. God Porter, bless. thanks for helping out. Yeah. Good right. question. Yep, good questions from uh, from our Stella Mars Academy students. You can tell that we are educating them well, and good to see you guys. See you uh, later on in the school day. All right, well, uh, you can give a phone call at 877-795-0122. We've had a couple of uh, questions here because we have students right here on campus. But if you have any type of question about the faith or anything in regards to what's going on in your life, that you might want some insight on, that's 877-795-0122. The unfortunate thing these days is that in the state of Minnesota that you can't really make a phone call while you're driving unless you have one of those hands-free units like the um, the Bluetooth Bluetooth or something like that. And so uh, if you have Bluetooth and you're driving, you can do it, 877-795-0122, or catch us on our Facebook page. Folks, uh, you know, this is an opportunity for listeners um, to call in with questions and to talk to local um, hosts. And so this is a daily segment. I, I believe it's daily, right? Yeah, no, you it know it's daily. Yeah, it is. So it's a chance to, to be able to throw some conversation pieces out there or some questions that you've been wondering about or wanting to talk about with somebody. Um, we can do that. You can call in on the phone. Um, you can go on Facebook. You, if you call in too, you can just leave your question. Some people are like, I don't really want to go on the air. You can call in and leave your question. Again, that's 877-795-0122. Um, or you can submit it on Facebook, and it pops up on our screen, and then we'll we'll talk about it. So this is an opportunity to uh, talk about what you want to talk about. What, what are the things that you've been wondering or thinking about or you've been struggling with, um, want some thoughts on? It's a good, Yeah, it's a good opportunity for the listeners to interact with the hosts and uh, um like Father Ryan said, if there's a question that you have on your mind that you haven't had the opportunity or even the courage to ask uh, a priest or anybody that would have a theological understanding of things, this is a way of doing it kind of anonymously if you want to, just from the comfort of your own home. Uh, you don't have to give your name or anything like that. You can just ask the question. And like Father Ryan said, you can just have it printed out. You don't even have to have to um, ask it on the air. And so, uh, yeah, that's 877-795-0122. All right, so uh, we're we're watching the screen. So the producers <laughs> to let, give you a little bit of insight here. The producers are, will type up your question for us if you're not coming online, or even if you are. So we have it. So we we both are kind of yeah. pausing because we're reading as they're typing, <laughs> that's, and so it gets a little like, okay, uh, we're we're almost ready. <laughs> that's a little that's a little glimpse of radio land from yeah. behind the scenes. It, it, it works we, all. It all works. Smoothly. It does work out, and you know we, we've kind of we're not trained in this stuff, so we've like <laughs> learned it along the way. So it's kind of a fun little tidbit, you know. So as, uh, if you anything don't. Don't um, uh, have any fear about making this phone call at 877-795-0122. It can be a question on any subject. It can even be an, uh, a question about you know the things that are going on in the news these days. It, and it can uh, any any aspect of uh, um, our faith and pastoral uh, life of the church. That's 877-795-0122 or on our Facebook page. So, Father Rich, I think we can get to, there's kind of a two-part question here, but the first part of the question that a listener has called in with is, um, have non-Catholic denominations ever experienced miracles? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, you know, even the Second Vatican Council was pretty clear that all faiths have some element of truth to them. And we believe that the Catholic Church has the fullness of truth. It's the only religion that has the fullness of truth. But the other ones do have truth, and the other ones are seeking out God. And, and God is not limited by denomination. You know, that's our thing. And so God can certainly uh, work into any denomination and 
working in an extraordinary, uh, meaning extraordinary, meaning above the ordinary way to, uh, to get um, a point across or get a theological truth across. So absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I think sometimes um, I use the analogy of the pizza pie. Like God wants to give us the whole pizza. Like he wants us to like taste like everything that a pizza offers from the dough to the, the sauce to the, the cheese and the pepperoni and the, and anchovies. the anchovies. I love anchovies on pizza. Um, and, you know, we would say that, well, in the Catholic faith, like Jesus is saying, here's everything that I want to offer you as a means of salvation as a means of my grace being present in your life from the sacred scriptures, from the Eucharist, um, to the sacraments, to the community, um, to miracles. And it, the reality is, is like, yeah, as Catholics, it's beautiful being Catholic because we get to taste the, what the pizza really is meant to taste like in its fullness, how Jesus wants to give it to us. We firmly believe this. That doesn't mean that other denominations don't necessarily like taste the pepperoni and the goodness of the pepperoni. They can, you know, they just pick a piece off, you know, mm-hmm. um, or whatever part of it, and it and it impacts and nourishes towards salvation in varying ways, such as baptism. You know, baptism is still baptism. The miracle of baptism, the grace of baptism, happens um, in non-Catholic denominations. You well, know? we well, believe that, we teach that, and so can miracles happen in that? Yeah, sure. Let's look at the second part of the same question from the same listener. So the first part we've already answered. Have non-Catholic denominations ever experienced miracles? The answer is yes. But then the question goes on, and if not, how can they keep believing in their faith and not question if they are seeing the whole truth? So we already answered that, yes, miracles certainly happen in other denominations and other religions. And then the question, how can they keep believing if they don't have the whole truth? But from their standpoint, and Father Ryan addressed this when Evelyn asked the question, one of our students, about how come there's so many different religions, is that people people have faith in a religion based on their own experience, upon, upon their own world knowledge. And so uh, we might wonder why some people are Lutheran as opposed to being Catholic. Well, in large part, it's because they were brought up in a Lutheran household. you know. And, and we give thanks to God as Catholics, those that are listening that are Catholics, that we were born into a Catholic household because we are firmly convinced in the fullness of truth in the, in the Catholic faith. But uh, um, people are, of other faiths, probably believe the same thing you know but we we have a, a certitude of the fullness of revealed truth because of our uh, of our catholic faith but maybe a lutheran would say well no we do you know and so there's uh the and this hence brings forth the issue of like theology uncapped and those discussions that we were having with uh pastor uh peter coetz and so uh the discussion the open dialogue of of different faiths is what's going to bring about the truth and the unification of truth yeah not everybody's heard about what the Catholic Church teaches, you know? So you think of like, you know, I, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. You know, I've had Protestant friends or atheist friends or secular friends, whatever the case may be, Muslim friends, Jewish friends, who, you know, they, they have never heard about what we believe. And so that's that dynamic of they maybe are experiencing the grace of God in their lives in varying ways, but the fullness of truth that we speak of, of like the whole thing that Jesus wants to give and that he's offered that has been believed and handed down through all the centuries since Jesus, you know, not everybody's received that. That's why it's so important for things like Real Presence Radio to be out there sharing the fullness of truth and the belief that we have as Catholics and how we live that out and how we're striving to live that out. It's so important to be sharing that with the world so that people 
can know that there's a whole pizza, not just pepperoni pieces, you know? That analogy is a good analogy. I love that Now analogy. I'm hungry. I use it all the time in our CIA. <laughs> Call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. Or visit us on our Facebook page if you have any questions. We've had a, we've had one listener uh, write in the question. We've had a couple of kids from our Stella Mars Academy with good questions. And uh, now we're waiting for you. Uh, any question you might have on the faith, 877-795-0122. So, Father Rich, you know, here in Duluth, we've got an exciting thing happening. There's a, something formed by some parents called Mater Dei Apostolate. Right. And so some parents um, took on uh, forming an, a lay apostolate to provide a ninth grade experience, ninth grade Catholic education experience for, for students. And so Because in Duluth, we don't have a Catholic We don't have a Catholic high school. Right. And so... We started something in. We had our we had opening mass this morning. How'd that go? Um, it went really well. Lots of lots of parents, you know, really and all good. the families were there, and then some. Um, some of the the board members were there, which was really good to see. Um, there's some good support surrounding it. It's it's one of those things where it's it's slow and steady. It's going to be a gradual thing. Right, we've, starting small. Starting small. So mm-hmm. we've got um, eleven or twelve enrolled right now. We've had some recent enrollments, okay. and you know, people you know trying to make a decision on what they want to do. It's kind of it's a whole new adventure, right? And so a whole new experience. So it's taken kind of some steps into it. We we talk about the Bethlehem model, um, or the also kind of the pioneer model, you know. Mm-hmm. So it is stepping out in some faith to say, okay, let's give this a go. Um, but I'm excited about it. I'm going to be teaching the introduction to the sacred scripture course um, for the ninth graders, and um, we've got yeah, so eleven or twelve students, um, and it's it, there's a lot of flexibility in it. So right. We have a we have a couple students that, for instance, are going to go to the public school in the morning and then come over hmm. um, to our program in the afternoon really? um, and to receive some of that. So there's a lot of flexibility. It'll be interesting to see how it develops. I mean, it's the first day, and so it'll yeah. it'll be uh, uh, you know interesting to see how it it catches on. And and I suspect after the kinks are all uh, out after the first several months, that we'll start seeing some real success in that program. Yeah. Certainly a lot of prayers have gone with it to, to help try and support that. If you have any question about the faith, even if it's about Catholic education, anything, you can call 877-795-0122 or visit us on Facebook with a question. Don't be shy. It's 877-795-0122. You guys uh, had the bishop out there for Mass this morning, correct? We did. Bishop was there, so it's always good to have him. We had a really simple just morning daily Mass. Right, right. And then they had a, a social time afterwards, and then they started class at 9. Yeah. So I'll head back over there after this and say hi to the gang and yeah. see how things are going. Because you got, um, besides teaching that class, you have a for- another formal role there too, don't you? I'm there, kind of the chaplain of okay. the program. And All so right. yep, we're going to start some... Um, you know, some spiritual formation for the kids as we get into this. And so right. being able to help them grow in their relationship with God and in terms of their prayer life and um, growing as a, as a person. Yeah, and there's so, a lot of Catholic high schools. I mean, we don't have one, obviously, but there's a lot of Catholic high schools out there that tend to be more Catholic in name than in, in reality. And I know that at modern day, that there's, that's not, that's not going to be the case. That's not going to be the case. It's, it's going to be a really strong Catholic identity. Very strongly Catholic yeah. identity um, in, in our curriculum and in what we're doing. We're working with a program called Colby Academy. Mm. Um, so it's a hybrid model. It's it's a unique kind of new thing. We've got some people around the country kind of looking at us going like, we want to watch this and see how this right. develops. Right. So it's a it's a homeschool curriculum. That's Colby Academy. And they're, they've got 20 or 30 years. They're fully accredited. So the kids will right. graduate with an accredited degree. What we're going to provide on the Mater Dei apostolate side is we're going to, we're going to be able to walk the kids through the curriculum with instructors. 
okay. that have degrees in these fields um, and walk the kids through the curriculum um, and, and get the work done with them mm-hmm. five days a week and a regular school day kind of right, experience, right. Um, but working through a homeschool curriculum in which we help the parents walk through that curriculum with instructors every day for the kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it'll be it'll be great to, to watch how that all develops as a program, and we obviously wish it prayers of success as well for Mater Day. Call 877-795-0122. We are hearing crickets out there from our listeners. I'm sure that some people that are listening have some sort of a question out there about the faith or about anything in regards that's on their mind that might uh, have a, um, a valid response from the churches from the Catholic perspective. So 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two, or you can reach us on our Facebook page. Um, one of the things in our notes, so they they'll put notes oftentimes in our things. If it says if our listeners have a favorite sacrament, what is it and why? Do you have a favorite sacrament? Do I have a favorite sacrament? Yeah, the mass. Yeah, that was an easy one. Do you? Oh, have so, so the mass is source and summit. So that that's yeah. like a given, right? For all yeah, of so us. Now, now I have okay. only six more to choose from. So uh, uh, other than. The Mass and the Eucharist. Out of the other six, would you have a favorite? <laughs> it's kind of a weird conversation, Father Ryan. Um, well, I think there is, but there's, there's know, certain I, sacraments I, that we really... I suppose baptism. Yeah. Now you're going to say, well, well, no. besides that one, what's your favorite? Well, no, the Eucharist is source and summit. It's right. center. So, okay. I mean, yeah. So what's your favorite sacrament? Kind of weird, but... I think reconciliation. I think hmm. both, like, being able to celebrate it as a priest with people... And then also being able to go myself, I, I, I get a lot out of it. I, I find like fulfillment or um, I would say, you know, when somebody comes in and makes a really good confession right. and you know it, yep. I'm proud of them and it actually brings kind of fulfillment to my priesthood mm-hmm. in what I'm doing. And I think it's also when I make a good confession and I know it, there's a, there's a, there's a big grace in it. Yeah. And um, I think that that's really good. And so I would say I think uh, that that's probably my favorite. I would say of the sacraments that most exhausts me, it's confession. Really? I get exhausted hearing confessions. And I I, I think that's I've always been that way. And I think I think that's because, you know, I mean, I mean, as all priests should be doing, give their whole self to that person that comes in there and is making themselves vulnerable. So I find myself extraordinarily attentive to what I'm doing in the sacrament to the point to where even after a half hour, it's like, I am tired, you know, especially if it's been a, a stream of people coming in. And so I've always been, uh, I've always been uh, edified, obviously, like you said, but also uh, it's, it's a tiring sacrament. We do have another question from a listener. Recommendations for helping your children develop a personal relationship with Christ while at home. Do you want to take the, Father Ryan, do you want to speak to that a little bit? I, I think that there's a lot of things. Um one of the things is to learn, like, so <laughs> there's lots of directions to go with this, right? I think one of the things to learn is what is what is your child's personality, if you will. And there's some things out there, and I, I can't give a reference right now. Actually, my, my one of my nephews was telling me about this. He was asking what my spirituality is. He's like eight, right? And so we were talking about he, he knew about, like, he's got like a Franciscan spirit you know and then there's the ignatian spirituality so there's there's different types of sort of how we grow in our relationship with god so a lot of that has to do with one our charisms our gifts that god gives us and then you know our personality what do we like so for for one it's going to be sitting in silence and meditating upon a scripture and allowing the lord to move the heart into that scripture and be present in that scripture for another it's going to be recited prayer that they're going to connect with the lord 
through things like the rosary and written and, and said prayers. Um, through others, it's going to be something maybe more tangible, um, being able to, to go and light a candle and then sit in front of that candle um, or to, to bring that candle to the Lord at adoration or something. So I think step number one is to recognize that your child's relationship with God, with Christ in a personal way, um, might end up being different than yours. And it might be be the same, but there's, to try to discern that and figure that out, well, what what draws them into prayer? Is it music? It's gonna it's gonna depend. You know, also, is it recited prayer? Is it time of silence? Is it reading? It's gonna depend on the age of the child as well. So it's like you know, as a parent, you are so important in regards to the development of the faith and prayer life of your kid. And and I and I think to myself, in my own childhood, growing up, the thing that was most uh, impactful even though I was very young, that was very impactful and still affects me today, is that my dad, my mom is not Catholic, but my dad is Catholic, and, and he would always take all of his kids at the end of the day and we'd all kneel around the bed and say prayers. And then uh, it was very, he was very deliberate about it. It was very intentional. And uh, if you as a parent show that as important and you show an enthusiasm for a faith life, that's going to have an impact on the kid. And and so uh, your your level of spirituality is going to affect that child and we don't know how it's going to affect that child but it certainly will yep that's a huge factor i think another thing you can do you know t- take the take the model things you know um spend time together in adoration um spend time praying the rosary spend time um maybe doing some recited prayers um there's lots of different different dynamics so um we may have a listener on the phone um eli if you can kind of just give me a, in the ear do we have somebody Okay, we're working on it. Um, we're trying to bring that think, that connection over. I think over Eli inadvertently hung on hung up on a listener. <laughs> but keep calling in. You can call in at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, and we'll make uh, our best effort to make sure that Eli does not hang up on you. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Father Ryan. <clears throat> Father Rich. Uh, <laughs> Hey, we, we we both got a text from a, another listener, and I don't know if this is being submitted. I don't. I think we have to. Oh, we better be careful. Yeah. We better discern this. Let's take a look. It's so yeah. funny today. Like you know, people okay. can. Uh, Kathy. Yeah, Kathy. All right, Kathy, you're on the air. Oh, thank you. Sorry I for losing you. Was, for, okay. Oh no, that's okay. It might have been me. I was. I right when I tuned in, you were talking about your favorite sacrament. Yeah. Do you have one? And I was wondering. I do. I definitely do. Um, reconciliation is definitely my favorite sacrament. Um, I am very, very human. <laughs> and it took me a long time even to, um, I was a convert over to the faith in 2008. And it took me a long time, even when I kind of knew the ins and outs of reconciliation, to really have that, have God's grace enough in my heart to forgive myself from the things that I, I would confess. So that one took a lot of development for me. Yeah, that's a big part of it, right? Like we receive God's grace and his forgiveness, and then we have to step into forgiving ourselves. <laughs> that, that sometimes right, seems the tougher, right. the tougher part, right? It is. It's huge. I was, I was like 34 when I did my first reconciliation because of, of being a convert. And they told us, now you don't have to make an actual list, but just, do your best to recall, and it's like, well, 34 years of being human. <laughs> um, it's, you know, I had to make a list. 
So anyway, I started just crying right after I said about three things. And um, Father Dan, who was my, my priest in Rapid City, uh, he he said, Kathy, I don't even understand what you're saying. <laughs> I was just I was just weeping, you know, and, and so I tried to hand him the list, and he just had me compose myself, you know, and and uh, I, I was able to go through the rest of the things that I was confessing at the time. But well, it thank took, you very much. Took, you bet. It took probably a couple of years to really get that down pat where I, I feel God's grace right away, and I feel clean when I leave reconciliation and when I do my penance. That's so good. You know, the more you go, the the more grace-filled it actually gets, believe it or not. Right? Th- thank you for sharing, right. Kathy. You bet. Thank you for having Thanks for me calling in, Kathy. Yep. God All bless. All right. We have a listener uh, from Duluth who wants to remain anonymous and it will not be on the air, but the question is uh, about when a family misses Mass <clears throat> on Sunday, should you encourage your children who have already gone through First Communion to go to confession that they missed Mass if it wasn't their fault? That's a good question. It's a... Um, you know, especially, well, it's all the time, but in the summertime, it seems like there's a lot more people that tend to miss Mass. And, and uh, you know, I think that a lot of Catholics have lost the idea of the the, the gravity of uh, of purposefully missing Mass for something that's not as important and nothing is as important. And so do you have a child do it? I think that it's not a bad idea to have a child confess it because it gets them in the mode already at an early age that they that this is wrong. That yes. It might not be their fault because they can't drive. But they know it's wrong, and so to have them confess it is a good way of getting them uh, in the mindset that it's not a good thing to do. And it's it, it comes back like we should confess venial sins too. It's it's helpful to confess venial sins in the confessional, and for your child, that's a venial sin. It wasn't their fault, exactly. but they did. They missed mass, and maybe it was your fault. Right. You know, so you really need to confess it, but they don't. So, um, right, a, but they a, should. It's a really good question, and um, I would say yeah. So w- there's a lot of times families will come in. The whole family comes in. We missed mass last weekend. All know? right, we have a we have another uh, caller on the line, Magdalena from Glendon, Minnesota. Are you there, Magdalena? Yes. Hey, Magdalena. How old are you? Eight. Eight. All right, that's great. Thank you for listening. What's your question, Magdalena? My mom says, how, when we say the rosary, we're resting in Mary's arm. But I still um, get distracted. So how do I meditate on the rosary better? Well, Magdalena, that's a wonderful question. I'm glad that you asked it. You know, we all, from the Pope on down, we all get distracted in prayer. It's a very normal thing. What's important to do is that we don't try and get all frustrated when we do, because you're always going to get distracted somehow and not get too frustrated. And just as soon as you realize it, just try and get back onto that prayer. One of the things you can do, too, is when you're praying the mystery. So let's say you're, you're praying about the mystery of Jesus being born. In your mind, think about Jesus being born and think about being there with Jesus. As you're praying those Hail Marys, that you're there with the baby Jesus. Maybe you get to hold baby Jesus. Maybe maybe you go and sit by Mary and look at the baby Jesus. So to, to meditate, to think about that mystery and put yourself there in your mind um, can be really helpful to stay focused on, on Jesus as you're praying. So Thank you very much, Magdalena. All right, well, that was, uh, we had a... A good number of questions there at the end. After the break, we're going to be talking to Father Kevin McGaldrick about an event that's coming up here in Duluth. He's going to be in Duluth for a a major event. And so uh, that will be after our break on Real Presence Live.